What seems to be the thing in our home nowadays is mountaineering. We've had a period of hardcore parkour, and I'm thankful that has sort of ebbed out. This new thing isn't much better though. So, what they do, the children of course, (laughs) is that they make a mountain out of pillows and sofa cushions in the corner of the sofa, and then they climb to the top of the mountain. There are so many ways this can go wrong, but so far, we're okay. It tends to go a bit out of hand though. The intensity of the game might reach a level that's too high. And as with a lot of things, the probability of misunderstandings during either planning, building or climbing is fairly high. Especially with one child who knows exactly how everything should be and has everything planned out in the head, while the other is just happy to be part of it, whatever it is, and doesn't understand the other's ambitions or plans. We parents have had to go out on many rescue missions in the mountain recently. Sometimes someone is stuck. Sometimes someone has been taken by a cushion slide. Sometimes the mountaineers are having a dispute and needs arbitration. It's the last one that makes us move out the most. I'm just glad no one has fallen off the mountain. Yet. Hi, I'm Sule, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. We got snow since the last episode went out. I just love winter and having snow covering the ground, the trees, rooftops, banisters. It just makes me happy. Especially now during the darkest months of the year. It brightens everything up, for me in more than one way. And it brings Christmas spirit. I've been struggling to get into that spirit a lot of my adult life. Christmas has been difficult for me. It's often a time of the year when I get depressed and I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to keep up appearances and play my part. I've also put others' expectations for the holidays upon myself to meet, not voicing my own needs or setting my own boundaries. But this year is different. I've been looking forward to Christmas since October (laughs) and the Christmas spirit is still strong in this one. I can hardly wait to make our own traditions in our own home with the children this year. Knowing myself and my history as well, I try not to up my expectations or ambitions too high, but enjoying this good and cheerful feeling I'm having and just take one day at a time. So, in this episode, I'm going to talk about worrying. I do that a lot, as you might know. And I've been thinking about how much I'm letting worries and what-ifs steer my life and hold me back. We recently had either stomach flu or COVID or just a mix of different stuff in our house. I have to say, I hate vomit and vomiting. Even the word or any words describing that or anything associated with that makes me cringe and feel uneasy and unwell. And I start worrying, will we get it? Does it go around in kindergarten now? 
How long is the incubation period for that? Did we see them before or after they got infected? I even feel a bit unwell talking about this now. (laughs) I think I worry about getting stomach flu or any illness worse than a cold, but especially stomach flu all year round. And the worrying is of course worse during flu season. It's like a constant worry I have in the back of my mind, and even the slightest hint in the direction of stomach flu brings the worry to my attention. And there I go again. It could be like a cough or a drool. (laughs) And with two small children, that's like all day, every day. I think the worry comes from me hating to throw up myself and also really disliking seeing or even hearing someone else throw up. I've always hated it. And so every time I've had stomach flu myself or experiencing others throwing up, I kind of remember it as a bit traumatic and something I wouldn't want to happen again. But having children now, I've realized that we'll get to experience this probably at least annually for years to come. And I'm dreading it. Anyway, back to a couple of weeks ago. Our youngest went down hard with stomach flu symptoms first. And I went into crisis maximizing mode deluxe. We are still co-sleeping and I'm breastfeeding for what sometimes feels like all day and all night. So I was sure I would go down next. The big question was... Would my partner go down at the same time as me? That's happened before, when we had our oldest and I was very pregnant with our youngest. And it was not a pleasant experience. (laughs) How would we manage and handle things this time? And what about our oldest? I was, as I usually am, worrying so much that I literally worried myself sick. I actually didn't get whatever it was our youngest had. Can you believe it? None of us other three did. But I got false symptoms, like loss of appetite, nausea and stomach aches. I won't go into details, but bottom line, I was fine. I worked hard on my mindset this round of whatever it was our youngest had. And I feel like I handled it better than I have before. I guess experiencing stuff like this over and over makes it easier to handle it when it hits. And I also know that we can handle it because we have managed to handle it before. That helps a bit. Even when my brain goes, but what if we can't handle it next time? It's like exposure therapy, I guess. Just with a bit slow progress due to rather seldom exposures. And I'm so, so, so grateful for that. The seldom exposures, that is. I think the surprise element of not knowing when it's going to hit next time is difficult for me. It's like I'm just waiting for it. Like my life is a wait for the next time something bad or unwanted happens to me or us. And that sounds so sad. But it's really like that for me when I'm worrying at my worst. And that goes for almost everything I'm worrying about that might happen. 
not just illness, but illness maybe more than other things because it's basically unavoidable. I want to talk a bit about what ifs. During this last round of whatever we had, I thought a lot about how worrying is steering my life. Or rather, how I let worries steer my life. I'm basically planning my life based on worries and shitty stuff that could happen. I'm avoiding and saying no to things based on what ifs. Like after we had children, I haven't had much planned for typically flu season because we might get sick and we cannot know when that will happen, so better not make plans then. And I think the thoughts of having to move or cancel plans when they coincide with something unexpected is overwhelming for me. <laughs> and reading this now actually makes uh, it makes it sound pretty silly and not overwhelming at all. Um, but I guess that's what worrying and uh, overthinking does, making it seem like it's going to be too much to handle. So, how I've been thinking a lot up until now is typically, no, I can't meet with them now because they were just sick and what if they are still infectious? And we can't travel anywhere during winter because what if we get sick right before we're, we're about to leave? Or even worse, in the middle of our trip? Or what if something happens during traveling, like an accident? Oh my... Uh, I'm stopping myself here. Uh, right. My brain goes, uh, are you listening to yourself? This sounds ridiculous. No one will relate to this. So, so please let me know if this is relatable at all. I feel like I'm the only person in my sphere that struggle with limiting thoughts like this. It's like everyone else are out enjoying life and experiencing stuff, and I'm here, drenched in mum guilt and bad conscience for holding back so much and being the over-worrying kind of person. Thinking about it, I've been so accustomed to this kind of thinking that it's not even that weird to me that we mainly stay at home, almost never travel anywhere, and rather do small everyday adventures around our neighborhood and close proximity. Having a child who gets car sick easily doesn't help either. The amount of work it is to clean up when car sickness hits can truly be overwhelming. And I also feel so sorry for the little one when it happens. Probably projecting all my childhood traumas with throwing up onto the little one. Mm, that didn't sound right, but <laughs> yeah, not sure if that was the correct use of words, but hopefully you understand what I meant. <laughs> I guess worrying is just a normal part of being human, and especially when having children. But when the worries are taking over your life, that's when it's not really normal or healthy anymore. And that's where I'm at for the time being. And I'm not planning on staying in that mindset for much longer. What I've decided to do with my over-worrying and how I want to handle it moving forward is through making plans and do life 
as if illness or whatever will never hit us. And then handle it when it hits instead of waiting for it at home in my head. I will also practice getting out of my worry comfort zone by gradually doing stuff I'm worried about doing. Just like exposure therapy. I will also practice worrying less by getting curious and ask myself, why am I worrying about this? Does it help me? What action-based thing can I do instead? Again, asking questions like that can help with zooming out and getting out of the head. I found more and more that grounding myself through meditation, breathwork, and shifting my focus to the present helps a lot with worrying less. Another thing I have done sporadically, but not consistently enough to worry less, is setting a dedicated time for worrying each day and follow through with it. I know this is a thing often recommended by psychologists and such. This is like a three-in-one kind of thing for me. First, I get to worry a little bit every day if I need to, which I usually do. So it's not like I'm removing it completely. That wouldn't work for me at least. Secondly, I set a promise to myself that I will have worry time later in the day. And I keep that promise by following through. In the long run, this shows me that I can trust myself. I'm honoring the promise I made to myself. And thirdly, I'm less likely to over-worry throughout the day when I know I will have my worry time later. So what I like when I do this is to write down stuff I find myself worrying about whenever I get aware of it and save it for my worry time. And a good tip here I got from somewhere I can't remember right now is to set an actual time for worrying. I will usually do it around 8 or 8.30 in the evening, typically after the kids have fallen asleep. So I don't actually have a set time for it, but my cue to do it is when our youngest has fallen asleep, which is totally random nowadays. Hence why I can't say 8.30, because bedtime might not be over. <laughs> Anyways, it's also nice to set a limit for how long you will be worrying and set an alarm when you start your worry time. I usually do 15 minutes, but this is something I adjust to how many things are on my list or the general feeling I have when it's time for worrying. The best is if you feel like you're done before the time runs out. That has not happened to me yet. I think another tip here might be to not set your worry time to be too long then it can easily evolve into over-worrying and rumination if you're prone to that, like I am. Further, I found that talking about it, whatever worries me, with someone I know can offer a different view, can help me worry less. When saying my worries out loud to someone else, I often find that I can zoom out and see how irrational or out of proportion they are. And in general, it helps to talk about it, like getting it out of the system. Worrying alone is basically overthinking for me, and I easily end up crisis maximizing. So, I already said that I want to start making plans as if nothing will ever hit us. And I've taken some baby steps already. The first thing I've done, it's not really a plan, 
but more a way of thinking, is to think of kindergarten as a good place for the children to be and not a haven for bacteria and viruses. Our kindergarten is awesome, so it's not like it's not a good place for them to be in any way. What I mean is that I've associated kindergartens in general with being places where people easily pick up illnesses. And I'm trying to think more in the line of it's good for them to be exposed to all of this shit now <laughs> so that their immune system gets stronger. And maybe we might have less of illnesses in the years to come. And I know that stomach flu isn't really something you build up immunity against for long periods of time, but still, at least we won't get the exact same thing the next couple of months. So that's that. But I've also made some plans. And a plan I've made for myself is that I'm going away for a day after New Year's. And to me, that, <laughs> to me that's a big step out of my mama comfort zone. I don't really think I've been away from our children since our first was born. I've been away for some days from our oldest, but I wasn't the one traveling back then. This time, I am. And I'm feeling all the feels at the same time. I'm excited to travel again and happy to do something good for myself. I'm kind of proud that I've made this decision and loosening up on the invisible umbilical cord. I'm a bit sad that I'll be physically so far away from them. And I'm worried, of course, about how they will manage back home while I'm away. The children will probably not even notice much, much difference from a normal weekday, since I won't be gone that long. It's most likely it will be worst for me. And right now I'm picturing people are shaking their heads, wondering how it's possible to make such a big deal out of something so trivial. <laughs> and that's okay. I hope someone out there can relate and maybe find inspiration in this. Another plan some more months into the future that I made, and this is another potential head-shaking, what-are-you-talking-about kind of thing, <laughs> We got tickets to a concert! <laughs> yes! Both my partner and me will be going out for an evening without the children. Can you believe it? We've only had lunch dates with baby or toddler and at-home dates so far. This will actually be the first time we will have someone else watching our children in the evening while we're away. You know how it can be difficult for a new parent to trust others with their child? It probably has its own term, but I can't remember it at the moment. Uh, I still struggle with feelings like that. We have some extra stuff we, we must deal with in our family that worries me a lot. And that makes trusting others with our children even more difficult. So that doesn't make it easier to let go. But taking this leap out of my comfort zone, starting to trust in others, and worrying less is something I'm really looking forward to. And I think a concert is an excellent way of moving towards finding back to myself and what I want to do for me and for fun in my life. And at the same time, practicing letting go of worries. Thank you so much for listening. 
It means the world to me. If you like this, please subscribe. I would also be forever grateful if you would recommend it to a friend. And before I go, I want you to remember something I easily forget. You're worthy. You're lovable. You matter. Just as you are. So until next time, sending you lots of love. I'm really sorry about the background noise. My computer kind of struggled a bit midway through, so it's, yeah. Sorry about that sound. I will probably not be able to remove it.